Does turn the other cheek apply to war? Welcome to Good Monsters. I'm Cody Lawrence. A defense of flipping tables. Any Christian with half a brain and eyeballs in their heads knows that there is a time and a place for calm and a time and a place for aggression, a time for peace and a time for war. It is not necessary and it's even bad to act peacefully in certain situations. The front line of a firefight, for example, is not the time to throw down your weapon and say, hey, we should all really think this through for a second. Maybe we could talk this out. The disagreement between the faithful and the spineless is not that turn the other cheek should apply in all situations universally when attacked. Although that's how the accusation from the people who've misplaced their backbones comes across. The disagreement actually is where exactly the line should be drawn when aggression becomes appropriate. The funny thing is that the progressive types, along with the Christians who've been lost at sea in the waves of culture for far too long and have gone delirious, think that where we ought to draw the line uh, for when to bring out the clause is somewhere around the idea of perceived racism, a reasonable distaste of tyranny, a love of God-given freedom, a dislike of actually racist school curriculums, and simply taking the Bible seriously. When the faithful and rational among us believe that the line should be drawn miles away on the exact opposite side of the spectrum, around the area of overstep of God-given government authority, forcing children to put poison in their minds in public school, forcing children to put poison in their bodies, the injected kind, forcing anyone to do just about anything against their will or conscience, and blatant heresy. The disagreement is not that there is a line, but where exactly the line ought to be drawn. This is expected. Godless people who believe that they live in a godless world, even if those godless people call themselves Christians, should be expected to make upside-down judgments because they get the most fundamental judgment upside-down, the reality of God. The real humdinger is when Christians who claim to take the Bible seriously, and in most cases actually do take the Bible seriously, don't actually take evil seriously. They don't realize that evil should be fought. They don't realize that they are right at this very moment on the front lines of a great war, facing the wrong direction. And therefore, even if they are drawing the line in approximately the right spot, they believe that they are standing somewhere else, far, far away from any actual danger, even though the bullets are whizzing by their heads. Maybe it's just the wind. It doesn't help when those people are surrounded by other people facing the wrong direction, and whenever they see someone on their team fire a shot back, they're utterly shocked. Whoa, hey there, cool it. There's no need for that kind of aggression. What, do you want the enemy to start shooting at us or something? Finally, We get to the point that the title promised, a defense of flipping tables. We are in a culture war right now. It's obvious to more of us now than ever. This nonsense that's been happening has been a great grace, actually, which has opened many of our eyes to the evils in our culture, which we never would have seen otherwise. To use another analogy, we're in a sinking ship that may still be patched up, 
It's going to take a quick response from the people who see all the holes, so we have to get serious and put down the sponges and grab the buckets. The time for gentle rebukes has passed. It's been done. Hasn't worked. The time for a low, calm voice is over. No one will hear us over all the shouting in the room. Now's the time, and actually it's been the time, and we're very late to the party, for flipping tables in the temple, for raising our swords. Remember that Jesus, who is God and who lived a perfect life in the flesh, believed it appropriate to flip tables and drive everyone out of the temple grounds with a whip. That same Jesus, who we are to imitate and follow, is seated at the right hand of the Father, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, far above. And he has a sharp sword coming out of his mouth, which he will use to strike down nations. Remember that we are his body, the fullness of him, who fills all in all. And before any professing Christians who actually hate God say, but you're not Jesus, let me say, you're facing the wrong direction. Turn around. For everyone else, it's not the time to throw out love. It's not the time to throw out seeking peace. It is the time to throw out the concoction that we are in a time of peace right now. We're not. In order to seek peace, peace, we must bring the world to Christ who is at this very moment already having the world under his feet. We must let the world know that Christ is our Lord and admit that with a loud voice. We must let the world know that Christ is their Lord, regardless of if they admit it or not. Christ is the Lord over all governments. Christ is the Lord over women and men and women and men who don't think they're either one. Christ is the Lord over atheists and professing Christians who act like atheists. He's the Lord over Muslims and Buddhists, agnostics, white people and black people, and all other people regardless of the color of their eyes, teeth, or ears. He's Lord over people who love him and hate him. He's the Lord over his people and the enemy. And as his people, we have nothing less than to act like we are his people and he is our Lord. God bless.